it's taking time. Okay, let me press it again. Hey, what's up, everyone? Happy Valentine's. I'm glad we can all gather. So and we welcome everyone. So what's been happening since Valentine's Day? What's what's everyone up to? Hey, how come no one is talking? To us? Valentine's Day has all that pressure different than christmas it's like do you love me <laughs> yeah right prove guys? it prove it yeah this is your right? chance to prove your love <laughs> yeah right i've yeah i remember when i had kids uh before that it was really easy your husband had all this time and energy to feed you with love and then kids came along and that was a big that was a big thing for me because it was like you barely got a card or, you know, <laughs> or, and you were both just really busy. So I had to like, I had, it, it probably took me a couple of years of like just being kind of frustrated and then realizing that I shouldn't expect anything from outside. It's lovely when it comes, but to truly love yourself and have no expectations is, is the key, but it's, it's tough. It's, and we get triggered, you know, on an unconscious level. And then there's all these things outside of ourselves telling telling us what love really is. Yeah, and and, and, and it, uh, sorry, Carl. Like, no, you go like, ahead. You go ahead, Roy. It, it's like you know the people that are recording, you know, feeding the homeless guy or giving the homeless guy five bucks or something like that. It seems to be like that with valentine's day everybody putting up the picture as if look how much i'm loved and i always believe that it's you show your love 365 days of the year and you don't have to do i mean you can obviously go for a meal and everything but it's all about the social proof and it shouldn't be like that because you're actually anyone that's single or just hasn't got even a card from their spouse then they get depressed so it leads to a lot of depression when the whole purpose is actually just showing love yeah, well, the, well, you get well. There's that, you know. It's not just Valentine's Day. You get Christmas, you know, and and it's become now is, well, you have to show your love. It, it's reflected in the presents that 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 you give and the size of the present and all that. And people get very stressed out about trying to get presents just so they can tick the box. And so it's kind of turned into something else when you when you have that overarching commercial aspect i mean i guess valentine's is really just cards and flowers but um you know you got easter you know did you give me an easter egg and how big was it um then then that's proportional to how much love um there is in it that sort of thing so it's just i mean you can't avoid it i suppose it's just something that you got to be um aware of you know um and and like jane says is is to be able to to love without any expecting anything in return. Well, well, then that's real love, isn't it? Hartman, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm. I was thinking. I was thinking and contemplating. And um, the interesting thing is, um, I heard an interesting quote concerning um, the role of the woman designed by God. What? What? How? The woman is designed by God, and the woman is designed by God 
in order to receive. Uh, in order to receive and to multiply it and to give it back. Yeah. The, so, for example, if the man gives her a sperm, she gives a baby. If you, if the man gives her a house, she gives a home. If the man gives a grocery, she gives a meal. Yeah. And um, I think uh, we should just uh, also put in consideration what is the real role of a man and what is the real role of a woman. And um, this is something which, uh, in my opinion, is quite difficult in these times with all these 70 genders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and um, to get to the basics again, and uh, there is nothing wrong to be masculine. Yeah. There is nothing wrong in having testosterone. And um, the interesting thing is, uh, for example, also concerned, we talk a lot about the, the jabs and all these, um, the situation and the demonstrations. Yeah. Um, interesting thing is uh, the, the countries where you have a young, young generation of people or many, many young people, they have less restrictions because they have more testosterone. So if they if the government was would restrict or if the government restricted the young people, they would behave differently than the people in the West who are older and who have less testosterone. Yeah. So getting testosterone back, getting your masculine back, think what your what your wife shall receive. And if you want, and this is very important, if the woman does not multiply and gives you the things back what you like you should change it yeah so that's me <laughs> oh <laughs> i love that <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i was you know i was smiling when to to speak i thought he was going to preach <laughs> and then when you started mentioning about all the different genders it's really yeah how do we do that with all the different kinds of genders that were they are creating so it's crazy right so uh, it is uh, you know it's not crazy it's it's uh, the target is to in my opinion this is my personal opinion the target is to make the woman useless this is the reason for this um, thing, for this transgender. Uh, but what about the man to make him make the man useless too? Isn't it with all this toxic? Yeah, the problem is we have to Jesuits. Jesuits they hate women. This is the problem. Yeah, yeah. And if you understand, I, I was. Well, yeah. yeah, and we've made the woman's role almost obsolete like you say making a house a home isn't even something that we think is a wonderful thing these days right she has to go out and be professional as well and prove herself in other ways it's a lot of pressure for females it, the point is uh, we have here in germany we have a very good podcaster his name is darius and he um, he wanted to start um, to learn the Ukrainian language. 
And he said, they said, no, forget it. You have to learn Russian if you want to, if you want to do something in Ukraine, Ukrainian. And then he did, then he described the differences between a woman from Ukraine and the woman from Western Europe. And the woman from Ukraine is very traditional. She goes to church and the role is like, it's, is a traditional. And, um, he, he knows an Ukrainian lady. Uh, who married a German husband, and uh, they they split it because he asked her to pay fifty percent of the flat rent, and in this moment she lost completely the respect of him about him because this is something which is for this kind of woman is indiscussable. It's not discussable. They the man has to provide. The money the man has to protect her the man has to nourish her yeah and otherwise he will lose her respect you know this is and uh and for for them uh, the western man they are softies yeah this is yeah and scary. then the, the lines are really blurred and then yeah, the whole giving in order to receive is, it's messy, right? Yeah. Um, it's It all starts with, in the, um, in the 19th, in the end of the 1960s, 1968, with flower power. And with the, in Germany with the Frankfurt School, which was the implementation of, um, the kind of communism in Germany. In this though moment, we changed. And um, the last good time for human beings were, were the 60s. In the 60s, they had the in the 60s, the men had the guts. The woman they enjoyed their life. And then everything gets questioned. And with all the questions, and um, everyone became insecure well let's keep talking about what does really love yourself mean you know what comes in our mind you know, and what comes into our audience mind when you hear the word love yourself because i wouldn't even say that you know the 1960s is really like the the era where everything is all love etc because no, that was that was also a design but so like for me when i hear the word love yourself as roy suggested that he said let's title this love yourself i said oh perfect the words the two words that come to my mind is self-love so maybe we could all share what self-love is for us in the constantly changing times because times will always change and we, we won't always get everything or that we like or expect, but we cannot also live in a world where we have no, we have zero expectation, right? So, and that's not wrong, I think, to expect something, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think you need to, when you say uh, self-love or love yourself, uh, I see it as something different. It's it's nothing to do with selfishness or narcissism. It's 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 something different. And the way the way I see it, because uh, you brought it up, Grace. What do you think of when you when you hear the word love yourself? Is that if we're 
connected at a deeper level to everything in the universe. Uh, when we love ourselves truly, uh, we love everything. And where the narcissistic thing, it's just love yourself and to hell with everything else. So I think in one sense, you have to be, uh, to, you know, really love yourself because you are a reflection of the cosmos of the universe. So if you really love yourself, you automatically love everything around you. That's That would mean my kind of take on it. In my opinion, this is a beautiful theory because we have so many un or subconscious um, negative beliefs. Yeah, I think uh, uh, a child, until it grows up to and become an adult, it has heard 180,000 negative beliefs. And all these negative beliefs are in, in the subconscious mind. And self-love means also the ability to, to accept the situation in which you are, to accept the situation, how it is, how you are in this moment, and the willingness also and the readiness to, to learn and to prepare yourself. For example, to destroy your negative belief system in order to in order to get what you really want. Yeah. Yeah, that, you, you bring up a good point because it's like if you love yourself, that comes with responsibility for being here in the world. Yeah. Because if you take, if you, take you know, because then whatever manifests before you is you're taking full responsibility. So you see that as somehow a reflection of your inner being. And therefore, you know, you can you, you, you can accept it. When you have responsibility, you can accept it and appreciate things as they are. You can you can then just open your heart to them. You can love them. Because uh, you're if you love yourself, I think uh, perhaps I'm bringing in a few things here, but I see it bringing everything together uh, like that, where you where you're present in in the now. Uh, uh, and when you do that, you you, you kind of resonate with everything else. You're you're present. So whatever whatever comes next or manifests, uh, this is your creation. This is part of your creation, and uh, you can accept it because you also know. Well, perhaps. Uh, loving yourself realizing it probably comes with an understanding or develops uh that we are that we're actually spiritual energetic beings having an experience i might i might be rushing headlong into into something quite deep here but the, it, it, it all kind of comes together about this loving yourself it's it's very important it's it's far beyond this narcissistic uh, preoccupation with self and 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 trying to find hacks and shortcuts to get ahead of everybody else. When you love yourself, you can go at you can go at your pace, uh, go your own path. Even yeah, um, I, you remind me on uh, on a joke uh, which was in the movie The Woman in Red with Ginny Wilder. Um, um, three. Three guys are, came to the came to the uh, came in the hell, 
and worse in the fire. Yeah, a Jew, a Christian, and a New Ager. And um, the devil asked the Jews, "How do how do you survive this hell, uh, this fire? How do you how do you how do you handle this fire?" And the Jews said, "Well, we we kill Jesus. It's my guilt. I have to accept this." Yeah, but anyhow, I will do it. And then the devil asked the Christian, and how do you manage the fire here? Well, since I was born, I was guilty. And um, I lived with the guilt and I have made many mistakes in my life. This is what I deserve. And then he asked the new Asia and, and he asked, and how do you handle this fire? And the new Asia said, which fire? Yeah, which fire? So, so the situation. What I say, want to say is, um, the problem is that many people who try to go in the spiritual world deny completely the reality. Yeah, and this is something uh, which makes no sense at all. Yeah. Yeah, earthquake, which earthquake? Yeah, war, which war? This doesn't work. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Oh, look at this beautiful flower. Maybe, maybe I, maybe this is right if, to look at the beautiful things where, while all the all the world is standing in fire. But um, this is not my way. I, I can, I can do it. No. I, I, Hartman, are you are you kind of alluding to the to the idea of, of the person who meditates and is in the in the moment all the time and doesn't pay their bills doesn't wash you know all that kind of because they're living in the now yeah well yeah and, and that's and, and and that isn't right because i think it's when you're living in the now you're able to go between uh everything's an oscillation everything's back and forth in the universe it goes between polarities winter summer male female etc maybe that wasn't a good example um but um yeah, so so what you got to do is is you have to be able to stop and smell the roses or the flower, as you say, and just be there. But then you also have to go and do things to reflect this reality in 3D space and time. You you have to go out. You may you have to work. You have to take care of things. But I I think the thing is 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 to be free enough not to get stuck in one. Are the other extreme but to be able to go from one to the other as you please and and because a lot of people just work 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 and then when they come to retirement uh they don't know how to relax because they haven't they don't know how to retire because they never practiced during their life to take time off <laughs> and to you know and so i think it's important to be able to practice that not having to do anything and feel comfortable not because i i know that you know lately is it's having you know worked and done stuff for 40 years or so it's i always feel like i have to be doing something and i end up distracting myself and chasing my tail sometimes <laughs> for things that aren't really that important because i'm not going to remember it in a few years but and and i came to let's say my own little realization this weekend was you know the most important thing I can do, or the only thing I need to do today, is love the world. Just have that as a, an attitude. Just 
love the world, everything in it. And then that kind of separates you from the horrors and, 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 and not separates you, but um, you can acknowledge it without letting it encroach in you. You know, you have to, you, you can't hide away. You have to, you have to let all these things in the world, this, you know, this Baroque manifestation of, of, of all different sorts of things interacting. If you can stand and, and accept that as this is the reality, uh, then you become, I think, freer within and freer to love yourself. Right. Okay? And I, I, I loved what Hartmut said, because with all the meditation and manifestation that you might do without action, nothing comes to fruition, right? And it's kind, it's part of being human. And I love what Carl's saying, because if you, if you, it's kind of the, I was thinking to do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And so to love the world as it is, but also to love ourselves the way we are as human and probably programmed and having all these you know, self-doubt and loathing that comes from the unconscious and to just accept that. And then because with acceptance, then you reconnect to your heart and you can reconnect to all that is right. The universe. So my little <laughs> Adam. Yeah, yeah. Nice I want to, I want to hear what, uh, how Roy sees the self-love and the love yourself. Because Roy, you know, just like other parents, he, he, you have a daughter, you have a uh, son, you have your career, and then you, you know, every, each of us, I think, had challenges before the last three years, and then suddenly here comes it is. And then, of course, like another group, is telling us to do something but then in ourselves is like wow why do i have to do that so uh, i wonder how you have manifested your your practice of loving for yourself and for your family i think a lot of us is <clears throat> it's like a journey that we go through i mean for me i think it was materialistic at a certain age and then realizing whoa, this isn't serving me. And also just how you interact with people that just come from compassion, just think you don't know their journey. If somebody is a thief or everybody's gone through a different journey. So if you don't judge them, you'll find that you get through life a lot better. And I, I found the least things that I have the better it feels. And it for me, it's more education, it's more love. Like even with my son, like I do reading. I, I have a competition with my son. Let's read 100 books. So last year he read 100 books. We're doing it again this year. And also, like most people, they'll buy, say, the remote control car and all these different things. And I won't. Like I play Uno. I play card games. Another one, a dream game that I somebody told me about. Because I know that like he's using his brain to actually do these things but i'm like i'm constantly like sharing everything with him how i feel and everything and i i like i let him know yeah i love myself but i love others and he's the exact same and you know i just see how he interacts with everybody and so like with our children and i know jane you've your twins as well like it's like you know you can't like with our podcasting and do everything that we're trying to do 
you know, at one stage you, you think you can go out and change the world, but at the end of the day, change it with you and make sure that at least my son and I see even with him, he's actually having an influence on his friends, you know, and it's like, it, it it's just slowly and we can do it that way. And, you know, to make change within uh, kind of locally, you know, we're all trying to attack all these big, huge organizations. They have unlimited budgets that will never happen. But if you can go to the local level, you can do it. You can just get into each little town, each little city. And how do you do that? It's the best way is to make sure that the children accept, hey, don't do this. Like my son knows about chemtrails. He knows about 5G. He knows about the vaccine. He said to me today, there's five kids in my school have actually got the vaccine. So he's nine. you know. And it's like he knows that they shouldn't do that. And it's like because sometimes people... You know, talking to the child, oh, little coochie coochie coo. But the reality is, talk to the child like you talk to your friend. And, you know, it's not saying that you don't play with them and, and let them be the child. But at the same time, don't cushion them because if you cushion them, then they fall into the trap as well. So I think once you open their eyes, then they can tell their friends what they're thinking. And also further on, they're not going to fall into the same mistake because I reckon. If I was in my 20s in Ireland, I'd have fallen in and got the jab. I wouldn't have realized how bad things were. It's, you know, I can't, maybe 15 years, I kind of started waking up a little bit, but not, you know, my child is 10 times more awake than I was probably in my 20s. And I think if more people can do that, we'll have a, a, a bigger impact. That's, that's, that's really good, Roy. That's, uh, that resonates in so many different levels what you're saying because it's it's uh it brings up a few things like you know don't worry about taking on the goliaths of the world uh because you'll you'll just it'll suck your energy out of you if you love yourself and love the simplicity of things in the life like like for you it's your son uh and you spend time with them and then that builds up this wonderful resonance between you and your information goes to his. He's he's now able to look at the horrors of the world, but feel a strength from inside, rather than being overwhelmed. And and so that I would then go on and say that if you love yourself, this is probably the only way to go through life. Uh, and also being having with your eyes open, because then you can look, and 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 you can you can go. You know it has purpose and meaning. And you know that, uh, you, you know, you don't have to bite off more than you chew. You just have to be true to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And what about yourself, Grace? What, yeah, what's your I, oh, I was just saying that I, I resonate to all what you're all saying, you know, what we're doing. When, when I have difficulty, because, you know, then I could always say, no, this is self-love. If I do this, like, you know, I sacrifice my time to like uh, do, you know, invite guests, um, coordinate things. For me, I feel good. I'm able to do it. That's self-love. I said, and that's for me, self-protection too, right? And yeah, my son is grown with his own family. And, but again, believing on the energy of everything. So if we, if I do in my mind intentionally that I'm doing things wrapped with love, then it could like, you know, be an 
encryption for other people, primarily for the person next to me. You know, you, you always start quantum, right? And you're, as Carl mentioned earlier, when she said you love the world, your world starts with your little world, then it kind of keeps expanding much bigger. So that's how I see stuff, you know, when, when it comes to self-love. I, I don't feel guilty if I have to, like, choose, like, maybe this is only good for me for now. But if I know I can change something, influence something, then it's okay. And I always thought that love from my understanding is like a vibrational resonance of consciousness unity just as carl you mentioned from the very beginning and that responsibility is so crucial self-love equals self-responsibility and you know with everything that happened it is a responsibility to protect our health and in fact carl you should share how you're doing our new environment of in your little farm or just your little, you know, estate. <laughs> you could you could share what you do with your plants, with your day-to-day -day food that you prepare. <laughs> yeah, you cut me out there. Um, yeah, some of those things are, are, are still need to be put into practice, but uh, yeah, now, now I'm, I'm What was the question you're kind of asking me there, Grace? Again, um, because I've I've become self-conscious. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not really a question, but for me, when you took a break from doing a podcasting together, you for me yeah. that was your self-love decision. That's how I look at it, and now you're doing stuff so. You're by yourself, you think. So it would be nice to have a little picture of how you feel you have expressed self-love in that period of time and now, because I'm sure others may learn from what you have decided. Okay, yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, well, you know, life's, life's a path and sometimes uh, you come across hills that go up and hills that go down and uh, you go at different speeds. And so um, I really enjoyed the podcast at the beginning, but I also found that um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't good for me at the time in the sense that I needed to look at other things. I needed to find something else within me, uh, another kind of platform. And I think I was still trying to do too many things in the world. And, and then I had kind of a, a, you know, a personal challenge, which can be devastating at one level and leave you sort of in shock. On the other side, it can be a blessing because you can use it to spur you on to see things. And, and for me, it's, realizing the brevity of life and um for years living with the idea that i'm going to live forever i can do that sometime in the future but as you get older and you get challenged uh it was just like hang on a second i don't have time for this i'm not doing this and and, and then you have to you go well 
who's saying that? And you start to find yourself going to a, a deeper level. And so for me, it was more, more about against the grain and instead of in this life trying to acquire th things, uh, it was more about letting go of things. And if you take that in the right context, that's very, very powerful things, not letting things uh, overtake you, possess you. And, and that's like forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't for the other person. Forgiveness is for the person who forgives. They're basically saying, I no longer want to carry that energy. I'm not going to. But it's interpreted, though, that, oh, you're being nice to the other person. No, you're protecting yourself. So now it's it's kind of like, what are the things that are really important? You know, the ability to, you know, I remember at one point taking up a, a nice apple, a beautiful apple. Obviously, it must have been organic. Um, but I, I, you know, you eat it and you just focus on every little taste and chew it and think of where the where that apple came from and how it grew and the days and nights it hung on the tree and then where did the tree come from and it's a whole evolutionary line and you're going wow right here i'm eating this and it's giving me such satisfaction and it's nourishing my body and, and what is my body it's a symbiosis of all little uh other little systems and bacteria and viruses, and they're all doing their thing, and yet they all fall into this wonderful, fall into place, into this wonderful order. And here I am, aware of the apple and of myself. And you go, wow, wow. And so if you go through life realizing that everything has that quality, a whole lineage, you know, uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, this candle, you know, where did that come from? Where did the wax come from? Who made it? Who were the workers making it? Uh, you know, and it goes on. And so for me, it's just having this to realize that, you know, I'm the end product of all the people who all my relatives have gone before me. Billions of years. I mean, that's so what I'm saying, it's 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 an appreciation uh, and when you and and when you see the world in that, it's not this high pace that oh I gotta I gotta do this that and the other. It's kind of no. This is a transition. This is this is the path of life, and death is not something. I'm bringing up death because this is a part of life. This is this is what I've kind of come to understand more in my life is. Uh, death is used to terrorize us, and. It's, you know, in the Western world, death is a bad is, is a bad thing. We hide it away. People who die, you don't. In Ireland, I know there's a tradition where they have the wake. And people come by and they, they visit the body and then they party it up uh, with the coffin in the room. And and life's a part of it. Or, or else, you, you know, uh, the Vikings, you know, <clears throat> today's a good day to die. And they were willing to sacrifice their lives. So it makes you wonder that uh, we've kind of become polarized and sort of holding on to life too, too much. And when you do that, you lose it. You know, and that's that's another biblical scripture or stations of the cross. He who tries to save his life shall lose it. And and it's 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 
it's to accept all these wonderful things. Death is a part of it because when death starts to come closer, reality becomes more colorful and more beautiful because you realize the preciousness of this life. And it also makes you courageous in the sense and trusting of yourself because now I don't, I don't care, not in the bad sense, but I, I, I don't care how, I don't worry about my encounters with people in the future because I'm just going to be myself now. I, I'm not trying to pretend to be somebody. I'm not trying to get a job. I'm not trying to get this. I'm, not, I'm just going to be me. And, I'm, and I trust myself that whatever comes out of my mouth is me. And, and, and so there's this, for me, it's, it's, it's not being afraid. And so when you see all this crazy news going on in the world, um, I find it taxing. I find it heavy. Uh, but then I realize that, well, what's my job here? My job is to become vibrate the resonance of who I am. And, and that'll attract like, and it'll also repulse uh, that which does not resonate. And, it, and that, that, that's, that creates an evolutionary process for me and for everybody else who kind of did. So that's, you know, I, I can go on, um, but that's kind of it in a nutshell. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, accepting and letting go of things. It's like breathing. You, you, you take in, you let go. You take in, you let go. Everything's an oscillation. And, and I think the danger are, are, is when you get stuck in one thing or the other. Uh, you know, uh, winter's bad, summer's good. Uh, you know, uh, uh, or even things like climate change. I was thinking of uh, one of the problems with climate change is that we have the perception that climate should not change. And then it becomes a terrifying thing that it is changing. But the thing is, it always changes. And if we were to accept that and adapt to it, uh, then it's not a problem. However, it, it's deeper than that because it's it's uh, the whole idea is being hijacked for other nefarious reasons. But uh, maybe I've said enough for the moment. <laughs> so that self-love, really, there, you know what re that reminds me when you keep saying about the change, the oscillation, it really does license to, to be who we want to be. It gives us a license to be flexible. It gives uh, just a license to just really suck up information, oh, experience as it comes to us, provided it comes with a responsibility that we're not hurting ourselves or, or hurting our neighbor, right? So it's yeah, interesting no, to kind of like remember. Yeah, a license, it gives us license to do this. And, and I, I think that when, when you're aligned, uh, uh, you're not going to do harm, you know, in, in, in that sense. When you really, really self-love, you're not going to do anything to hurt any, anybody or anything. Anyway, just a, just a comment, Grace. Sorry. Um, is it... Yeah, Based on that, Carl, you also become no, no. strong in yourself. You, you know, when you kind of be, it's like you, you, you speak truth no matter what. You don't fear anything. Like for me, 
you know, I've had a lot of court cases I've mentioned a few times maybe, but like, I don't fear judges. I don't fear policemen. Like even with corruption, you don't, and you don't look up to somebody, whether it's a million, multimillionaire or a billionaire, and you don't look down at the cleaner. And it's like, just, you just ooze, you know, you, you are love and you ooze love. And then you can, you, that's what you attract, I believe. By doing it that way. Yeah. 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 It's, it's it ab absolutely I agree with you. Um, and then, so that's, that's love of, of oneself. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to, cause you're saying something really good and, 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 how does that tie in with the word self-love? Uh, yeah, it all comes to it. It all comes together. It's 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 like when you fall into this place of self-love, uh, so many other things dovetail together. They join up in a beautiful way, where you get things like uh, you don't have to look up or look down on anybody. You're not afraid of anybody. Uh, every moment is good as the next moment. It's, it's a challenge of your life path and that you bless everything and everybody around you and you let the chips fall where they may because you're not worried about uh, whether you made an impression or not. You are who you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like Jane. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hartmut, just one second. Jane, I think you made a big self-love move in the last, I think two years ago or something, then maybe others would say, how can you do that? You left your parents just <laughs> from their friends and then you just relocate them. I think that's a very big self-love move from courage. So <laughs> how did you come up with that? I think <laughs> yeah, where to start? Um, it was it was also a, yeah an act of love because I I didn't want to I wanted to move somewhere where I was free enough to be who I am and not be forced into doing something that didn't resonate with me and I also knew that in order to give my children and my family the ability to choose that that move had to be made and I think I was listening to Carl how important letting go is because it was a big it was a lot of letting go um, and even being willing to have almost nothing for several months and not knowing the outcome at all and trusting that we'd all land on our feet and everything would be okay and Trusting the universe too, right? That you're going and moving, moving is life. And that with movement, I think we become very stagnant with fear and that we're not able to move into what our soul is telling us needs to be done when we're afraid. And I think for me, it helped me uh, let go and get closer to what Carl was talking about, the other side, death, just the act of letting go is, it, it's, uh, it's hard, but it's, uh, it's practice, right? Anyway, yeah, thank you, Grace, for asking. 
Hartmut. Go ahead, Hartmut, because I know you yeah, have a it's lot so interesting. Of it's so interesting to say. We talk about death and courage, and and um, in my opinion, over the last thousands of years, the whole civilization has not changed. It looks different, but it has not. So we have we have the royalties, we have the slaves, and we have the warriors. And the interesting thing is this difference between slave and warriors is their perception of death and how they manage it. A slave is someone who does everything in order to survive. Yeah? He gets all the punishment. He, 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 he does the job. What he, 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 he makes every order what the, his boss is, is, is telling him. In order to survive with the hope that it becomes better. And the warrior is someone, it's for him honor enough if he can have an influence when he dies and how he dies. And the warrior has no fear to die. And, and um, he is also the one who knows it is impossible, but he does it and he concentrates on his job. And, um, and this has a lot of to do with self-love. Because if you can accept the situation, uh, Bruce Lee said brilliantly, he said, we all want to learn to win, but no one wants to learn to, how to die. Yeah, and this is something what we have to to consider. Yeah, if we want, if we take courage, if we do something risky, we have to accept that we may fail. Yeah, but this is, but this is this is life. And and self love or uh, love yourself is so it's um, it's it's quite easy to see if you for example if you see an engineer or if you see an inventor an inventor who um, wants to do something want to create something he loves what he do what he does and in the moment when he loves what he does there is no failure there is no mistake because he only sees okay this is the way it doesn't work okay I have to go I have to do it differently and then I have to do it differently. So he works. He doesn't. He it, also if he doesn't get the it do, if he doesn't get it right, he doesn't judge. And he tries it again until he got it, or until he gets it. And the problem is that we get addicted to self judgment. We get addicted to doubts. We get addicted to our negative belief systems. And this to transfer, this is the beginning of self-love. If we accept, we say, oh, it's maybe not so good. I, I forgot the name. I saw also another Instagram uh, podcast where someone said, imagine God has only a simple answer. And this answer is yes. I want to get rich. Yes, you can. But you want to get more rich. There's nothing more. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yes, you are. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so, imagine God says the whole time yes to you. 
and now start thinking your responsibility. And um, in another, um, I have it anywhere. This uh, uh, it was made by by a private person. She said there are companies uh, with the three letters who have a device. They can switch device on in a specific area, and they can listen to the words which were spoken in this area. So this is the power of words. Yeah, so, and this is, so it's all about to understand how powerful we are. It doesn't matter where we stand because we, we didn't learn how to use it. The rich guys, they know it, but they don't share it. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, Hartmut, that when you were talking about inventors, that that's the power of true genius, right? Because they don't doubt even when they fail and they stay in this place of connection that's, it has to be heart-based. And when you're connected to your heart, you're connected to source or the unified field where all information is. So yeah. they, they stay in that state more easily than some of us right that have that self-doubt and we and with self-doubt we we judge it like you were saying and then it's a spiral in the opposite direction but if we can stay in that space then we receive the answers and how dangerous self-doubt is you can see at the quote of denzel washington small minds talk gossip about other people Usual minds talk about events. Great minds talk about ideas. And there you can see the doubt, which the level of doubt, how how big is the doubt? The doubt in the small minds is the doubt very big. In the great minds, it's small. Yeah. And it's tied to self-love, right? Yeah. 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 Otherwise, you cannot invent anything. Yeah. I, was, I was just thinking self-love comes hand in hand with self-awareness. And, and that was just a point I wanted to make. But <clears throat> it's also like our perception of things. And, and um, you know, we can feel offended by other people or events in our lives that are outside of our power. Um, and, 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 and I'm reminded of a story um, from Carlos Castaneda, where you have Don Juan, the, uh, the shaman and uh, Carlos uh, as, as the apprentice. And there's one time they go off hiking in the mountains and uh, Carlos gets chased by a mountain lion in the dark. It also brings up the idea mode of the warrior. And uh, Don Juan was trying to evoke the mode of the warrior, which was a state of a state of being uh, where the body where you're pushed and you do incredible things. And so the idea was that Don Juan brought Carlos up into the mountains and they Don Juan uh, was trying to get a mountain lion to aggravate it, I suppose, um, to get it close. And then it was in the dark. The lion chased Carlos. He jumped up, ran, and uh, uh, anyway, 
next morning they got together, didn't they talked about it and they went back to see what would happen. And Carlos had realized in daylight that he jumped up a 10 foot wall and run along just a one foot wide precipice with the fall 50 feet on either side, something that he would never have done before. And, and so when life brings us these challenges, it puts us, it evokes us into this level where we're not worried about possessions or anything. Something else, this resilience comes out of us that brings us to a higher level to accomplish great things. This is the mode of the warrior. And, and so that's what I wanted to say. But also I wanted to say uh, was Don Juan asked Carlos the next day, he says, when the mountain lion was coming after you to eat you, were you angry with it? He says, no, don't be ridiculous. That's a mountain lion. That's what the mountain lion does. So in other words, he didn't have to project any hate or animosity or why do they do this to me and all this kind of baggage. He said, no, no, I accept the mountain lion as something that eats me and I need to get away. And, and, and so it just made life very simple. You let go and you throw yourself and something else comes out. So um, I'm kind of interjecting there with a little bit, but I hope it kind of resonates with what you said. That, that resonates with my move. <laughs> right, right, right. And I'm sure we can all identify that with various, you know, times in our life where we're being challenged and you almost go to an out-of-body experience. That, you know, the stress either makes us or breaks us. And, and, and it can boil down to perception. And also the ability to let go and realize that, you know, what am I holding on to all this for? What's really important? And if you live with what's really important, then you can do this much easier and and things don't encroach on you as much, I suppose. I wanted to add random acts of kindness. I remember when I... When I was about 30, I went to Croatia and I went with a group that was trying to change a number of people's lives for the better. But while I was there, I came to the realization that we could do very little, really. We could touch them for a few minutes or an hour. And I came home and realized that those big things don't matter so much as the random acts of kindness I could do every day with anyone that I come in contact with. And that included when I was having a difficult time to give myself those random acts of kindness, you know? And I remember a time when I was really, really sad, like really hurting. And I was going to the post office and someone just held the door for me. And they'll never know the impact that had on my life. Like I cried afterwards for 10 minutes for their random act of kindness, which to them was probably just something they learned as a child to hold the door open. But we can never discount how strong and powerful it is. And when we're feeling the saddest or, you know, in the deepest, darkest place, just to do things that are kind for ourselves, which is also self-love, right? Even when it feels like we've screwed up majorly or, you know, there's just no way out. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. The it's like it's the I I I call it a gesture where you can have gestures with people and you can just meet someone you never met before. 
and you can just be one human talking to another human. You don't know their name, you don't know anything, but you might be talking about stuff very deep or personal and they're responding because neither party wants to try to manipulate the other because they don't know who they are. And you're actually, you know, that is so powerful between two people. Nothing can get in between that. Nobody can tax that. Nobody can get, you know, in that. And that is a gift that we all have is the ability to, you know, do acts of, of, of spontaneous acts of kindness. You know, and it, you know, we don't have to take down the big Goliaths of this world. It's, it's the little things and it's a vibration and a vibration can amplify into a huge thing. If it like a swing going back and forth, you just do a little push at the right time and then you get a big momentum going if that's, but that's, it grows and, 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 and it's in the little details, isn't it? Just on the acts of kindness as well, because sometimes whether it's holding a door open or letting a car in, sometimes people actually get upset when they don't get to thank you or the wave. So then are you doing it from a place of love? You know, you shouldn't actually need acknowledgement for what you're doing when you know it's the right thing to do. And I have seen people reacting. I don't, but I have seen people getting angry because somebody didn't even thank me for holding the door open or they didn't thank me for letting them into the slip road and stuff like that. It's just one of them things. And and another thing is because, you know, so if we say love ourself with, you know, like I do everything that I like, you know, I love to read, I listen to podcasts and different things, but there's also you love yourself enough not to indulge in the things that you like that, you know, aren't good for you. You know, that you're not eating all the ice cream, that you're eating healthy because you actually love your body, your mind more than the actual pleasures of life. And I think we have to be conscious of that as well. Like go to the gym, make sure that you you get rid of the toxins in your body. And like, I'm just constantly evolving. Like I always had uh, like toothpaste without fluoride and soap, natural soap. But just today it came, but it was like I've bought floor uh, cleaner that's natural you know i tried the washing powder before the little tablets but now i've got a liquid and i've got a load of even for the dishwasher i didn't even know you could get dishwasher stuff that's actually natural as opposed to the tablets that you get that's all toxic and it's like yeah you do pay a little extra but at the end of the day when you know it's the right thing plus if you're going on barefoot trying to ground yourself it could have a, a serious knock-on effect to you and like Grace, I, I mean, you re- like Grace looks fantastic. I, I in her uh, bit shoot, she actually says her age. I'm not going to say it there unless she wants it. But you look amazing, and I know you look after yourself. So you might let us know the different things that you're doing because I think it's a uh, it's amazing. Oh, definitely, definitely, it's all wrapped in self love and love yourself, but connected to that higher resonance of consciousness because that's basically like i started to really think of that as you said well i came to this world with this body maybe i should take care of this body okay then so that maybe through this body and that includes how i would think how i would proceed then maybe i could experience more journeys like you know the uh, don juan and Ronald Kayada was experience, you know, was describing. So through that, so 
with that, and it's interesting, you know, how, you know, when Jade and all, all everything that we're talking about, the acts of, uh, random acts of kindness, the, the beautiful thing, the powerful thing when you do this is that it creates own hologram and a hologram of your reality so that uh, it, 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 at some point, from the manif from just manifestation which is just intention it becomes a materialized world of yours so it becomes materialized so yeah so yeah definitely roy i learned so much to really you know definitely know what's good good food not so good drinks you know we we know that already right if we can really hold on to that mind of ours that could race like a monkey with an out of control then it, it we can be ourselves out of a control so and and be 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 diligent and be persistent and although death is is inevitable or the physical might be it, it could we have but we have a choice and that's choice again is self-love do we want it shorter or do we want it longer i think right now i still want it longer because i'm enjoying what we're doing together so if i can do that so okay so you know and we, i always say to also that it is not hard now to do a self-love and do a self-care because there's a lot of resources around it's just up to us to make that decision and the resources are could be just our next neighbor may may say something to us and that we pick up and it's good like um and that's what i do and just as roy you listen a lot to and you read a lot so when i do and listen a lot also when there's certain words that i don't know or certain topic out of my self-love and respect I would search that and then kind of understand more. So in so doing, I continue to evolve in, in my own spirituality. And for me, that, that spiritual growth is so important as part of your of our individual. And yeah, and as we always say, right, as above, so below. And so yeah, from the little quantum things and it becomes macro. So Hey. There was something. I forgot it. Sorry, I forgot it. <laughs> um, uh, no. Yeah. Viewers, uh, no, George said he's, you know, okay, intense love. I'll show you. He said, love you guys, and he respects all of you. And lately, really, if you are looking for a little entertainment, you can watch the movie Living. That movie Living currently playing on the theater is very good. You know, you might like it uh, because it's, let's see, it's, it's in, a, let's see, was that the setting? Is, was it in UK or something? But anyway, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful movie. Thank you. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. 
I love I love good movies. There's still some really good stuff being put out by heart-based beautiful people. So it's good to focus on that. Um, I wanted to say something against, uh, concerning um, self-love. It is very important to, to learn to listen to your heart. And this is um, um, to think or to feel what is right, to do the right thing. Yeah, it's it doesn't mean self-love doesn't mean uh, do you have regrets concerning your life? No, I don't have any regrets. This is this has nothing to do with self-love. Yeah, of course, many people have regrets with respect to their past. It's it's normal. Yeah, but to decide to do the right thing. This is the first step in order to create self-love. Yeah, this is what I want to say. And yeah, and I I always contemplate how the heart, the, our, our heart is more connected to our intuition and the unified field than our mind, right? So it's that, that's what you're talking about, right, Hartman? Yes, and I talk about... Um... There's a very good guy in Germany. I forgot his name, unfortunately. He said that um, Saturn had all colors. He, Lucifer. Lucifer has all colors within. But the people around him are gray. They have all kinds of grays, but no colors. And the interesting thing is we live on... We live in the society in a pyramid in the pyramid there's i guess lucifer and self-love is nothing which will be accomplished or which will acknowledge or appreciate it in our society because the most time we look up and we don't find there much self-love yeah so um do you mean sorry hartman when you look to someone else what I want like to say put them is, on a pedestal, you mean? No, what I want to say is we live in a very narcissistic world. And the higher you come, the more narcissistic is the level. So if you look uh, the level over you, then you don't find more self-love. So if you want to, for example, if you want to learn something from them, you have to do it by your own. Because it's nothing which society which the society teaches you. This is what I want to say. Yeah. And you have to, and self-love means the, the creation of all colors within you again and to destroy all gray colors from you. Right, because we've been programmed to give away our own power to something, institute something else. Forgetting yeah. how powerful we are to create those things within ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's I. It's almost like humanity is has come to the point where it's it's bred to extract energy from it. You know, through pain and suffering, and the way that's being done is to separate us from our heart and put us in a state of fear. Um, when you were speaking there, Hartman, I was thinking, and 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 Jane, is, yeah, the heart is connected more so than the head. 
The head creates words which can deceive, but the heart never lies. And the harsh, the way you should go live by the heart through life is to see the world, is to feel it. Not to, not to mentally strat, strategize. That's okay, but to have that undermarked or underpinned by how it feels. Every situation, every idea, how does it feel? And, and that's not a big kind of, you know, esoteric thing to do. It's the same thing as, as deciding what you're going to eat for your next meal. Do you want something sweet, something savory, something spicy? And, and when you present yourself with the options, you, you gravitate towards one or the other. And it's the same whether that's a person or a situation. You say, how do I feel? And you go, no, something's... It's a feeling, you know, and, and we forget that we should, you know, feel our way through life. And that way we don't necessarily need to have eyes or ears or touch or it's, it's a feeling through the heart while having the five senses is great. But, um, you know, there's something deeper within us that allows us to navigate this wonderful life. Um, it's, I have a very interesting example. It's many years ago when I saw this on TV, um, because we are in a war, the empath against the narcissist. This is the war in which we are right now. And the human, and some people see the human race as one being. And I saw this in a in a report uh, when a soldier, an American soldier, was interviewed, and he seems to be, let's say, a, a normal guy with real values. And he was asked, "What is this? What kind of feeling is it if you kill someone?" And he said, "It is like killing a part of yourself." So it's a negative example, but you see that we are all connected. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was sort of thinking what then, you know, one has to, in order to do things like kill other people or send you know, thousands of soldiers to their death. Now, the problem is they have no choice. This yeah, is but the, the problem, this is the problem. You, the, the, the normal soldiers have no choice. This is... Uh, right. But, but it goes all the way up the chain. I mean, if, if you say that, you know, this is the thing is they have no choice. Well, it's a hard decision to stand up and say no. But the problem is you have, you have only you five seconds to say no. This, I think let's say it this way, in a, in a, with a common sense right. mind. Yeah, not let's say no one has the strong belief God protects me and no bullet will hit me. Okay, so let's say with a common sense, the people are in front, and then if they don't have their, if they if they don't shoot on the target, they get killed by their own people. This is how it works in the in the in the army, and for this reason, um, 
there is no choice. But this is not the subject what I want to what I want to discuss about. But I wanted to tell you that the people who have this heart and who made this experience, they felt that they have killed something of themselves. And this is this is very important to understand. Just piggybacking on that, you know, the uh, the ability to choose and allow other people free choice is the most powerful act of love and the same to give yourself that choice. And it's often taken from us. And it's part of it. Again, it was part of my move. It was an act of self-love to have that choice. And when we're not given choice, it's uh, it 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 kidnaps us or it 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 destroys our ability to be the powerful beings that we are so it's it's an act that's intended right and it's something that we need to become aware of and it was part of for for many centuries war and control right we're just in a different state of control now or yeah. a different form, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's different, and it's like I said, slave or warrior. You can, as a warrior, can decide, or you. Can, it's a pleasure to decide when and how you can die. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to be a slave, in order to hope that you have a better future. And we all are in both. We all are in both roles at the same time. Yeah. Don't you think there's no absolute thing as there is no choice? Because not doing anything is a choice. So this everything is a choice, right? So, but we are just made up of different. We're all different. That of us are quick to make to to realize what we innately really want. Some of us, and I, you know, but others are also different and. No disrespect to what process or what thoughts went into someone's mind to do such thing or to choose such thing, but it's, we're just different. And I guess we go back to that self-love with the respect for others, because that's basically, you know, we have to keep as part of a self-love because it's all about responsibility to love and nurture ourselves with including the limitless gift of the divine spirit that you know brought us together in this moment so it's is very, very good good uh, conversation or topic that we always have to remember and i wonder if you guys have any experience um, whether it's your uh, from from kids did did anyone ask you or you know any at, from a child's point of view ask about that yeah I, just, I was just wondering, I, um, I remember my son really, was still really, I think before five years old, something like that, we were in a bus in New York, oh, no, two, two years old, three years old. This one, he didn't really ask about self-love or love yourself, but he, he's just like, um, ask, where is God? You know, so I, so I had to answer that in the bus. <laughs> I don't remember how I did it, but said, where is God? Then I just kind of look at you. Then I quickly just said, oh, it's in you. It's in me. 
that's where it is. But he didn't have a follow up. So I'm, I, I skipped from talking more because he didn't have a follow up question. <laughs> so I said, it's in you, it's in me, it's in all the other people here in the bus. Okay. But it, it's some, because that's where we're confronted, right? If we're adults and we're, some people are struggling with, you know, what self love means or love yourself means, or like, you know, I'm sure these kids, Nowadays, because they're they are surrounded with competition, with with all the stars, the the what they do in education. I wonder, you know, what goes into their mind. So, any story from any of your nieces and nephews, or what you read? Anyone? <laughs> I think going back when you're younger, because like Carol, I'm Irish, I know we grew up in Catholic Ireland and I went to a Christian brother school for primary and secondary. And you actually start looking at things, those that are supposed to be the best, you know, the priests or the brothers, and you see they're not, you see evil in them, you see how they behave. And even as a child, like my parents, like my mother actually wanted to be a nun when she was younger and then got out. So they weren't religious, but they actually, they wanted me to go to mass till I decided, you know, I think I was 12 or 13. I'd done the confirmation because in Ireland, you kind of had to do that thing. It was the norm and they never forced it on me. But then I, when I decided myself, they were cool with that. But I think children and all my friends, we could see that. A lot of these people that we're supposed to be looking up that that are supposed to have your back, they don't. And I think that's happening in society as well. You can see the police officer, you can see the mayor, you can see everything. You know what's right and what's wrong. And I think as as children, that's the way it was for me. Well, sorry, I wanted to just add that when I was a kid, my parents went through a really difficult time in a small town. And... The church judged them. They listened to the opposite, uh, which was my grandparents. They listened to their side of the story and they kicked my parents out of the church. And I was like, what? Is that compassion? Is that listening? Is that hearing what everyone is about? And I started to question religion at that time. And I think the biggest problem with religion is that it makes us look to a savior instead of realizing God is within each of us and that we are responsible. And like, who said it? If I say I'm stupid, I am. If I say I'm a genius, I am. Like it's within all of us. And so, but so now I'm grateful because it made me question so much. Yeah. Anyway, had to jump in. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. The, the savior the idea of a savior, well, I, I understand it in the Christian faith, uh, you know, the meaning of it, but at a superficial level, the savior idea is very dangerous because it takes the power out of us and puts it on somebody or something else. And that puts us into slave mode where we're going to, somebody else is going to take care of that for me. And, and, and so now we're at the point where, well, I think it's getting out of date, though. It's the idea that the government is looking out for its citizens. 
And this is why people are slow to react when they make these huge transgressions as we're seeing around the world is because people can't believe that, uh, uh, you know, because they've developed this father complex, the savior complex. And I think that's being, while it might have a good religious or spiritual uh, reality, the way it's communicated is and understood in large is quite dangerous because it takes the power from people. Um, and and so, but the real idea of God being the savior is that God is within us and it's an aspect within us that saves us. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the Godhead within us and aligning with that that we find our salvation, not on something, this God idea out there, you know? That's all I wanted to say with that, Jay. I uh, um, I have started to to look teachings from Jewish rabbis, and um, I just for just I want to interest I was interested how how is their teaching so what they what they are talking about and um, I'm very impressed about their knowledge and their wisdom and. Um, I got one quote I want to tell you. This is very interesting. For two, two quotes. I want to give you two quotes. The first quote um, was, um, what is the difference between religion people and spiritual people? Religion, Religious people, they try to avoid hell. Spiritual people have been there. <laughs> yeah? And... and um, and the other quote is, um, in the moment when you think you are buried, please know that you are actually planted. This is something, and um, yeah, this is what I want to let you know. Thank you. Yeah. Very nice. Since you mentioned about that quote, I thought uh, we could we could end this perhaps by having like some funny quotes about self love. And I remember was that was that you Hartmut or Carl was talking about women power, right? So this is one quote that it says: "Be the kind of woman that when your feet hit the floor each morning, the devil says, oh crap, she's up.'" <laughs> did you get it come on it's a joke right <laughs> warrior woman is that <laughs> i like that i like that <laughs> right that's good so it's very we good come up with a joke <laughs> love it yeah. yeah but it is true really right you something like that <laughs> let's see I can't, I can't think of any quotes or jokes it's 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 something i'm not good at yeah i hurried i heard her hurried up and search it because i thought because my little grandson he's eight he likes to say jokes but some and 
that he creates them of course were funny but some of them were not but it's just nice that he's so creative he's trying to be creative to make you laugh okay and that's a, the same thing as i saw this uh my my daughter-in-law posted in instagram and no sound so it's like a silent movie and my little granddaughter she's she's six years old and by the way she has my name in the middle so i think she has my energy there she was getting upset and the title of the post says uno gets heated you know the game uno and i saw her like she's mad and like this but it's just kind of nice that she's speaking don't read and of course i said should of hers will come handy when she grows up i don't want her to be so Servient and not speak up and not love self even a uno. Okay, so that's my last word, and you could all say what message you want to say to our audience. I I just want to remind all of us that laughter is the way out of a low vibration, right? When we're really sad or angry or upset with someone or ourselves, just to like, I, I think that's a great way to end it because just to be able to laugh at ourselves or throw out a joke will change or increase our vibration so we can get back to that state of love. It's brilliant. Uh, I had yesterday a very interesting conversation uh, with a good friend of mine. And she is in a very tough situation because uh, she is fighting for her, for his kid, for her kid. And uh, this is a, a it's it's a very unpleasant situation for her. And um, she was very exhausted and um, had a death wish. And I tried to encourage her, but it didn't work very very well. And 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 today she called me and she said, "I slept my face. I slept myself so many times in the face." And I said to her, "Good. Is it better now?" And she said, "Yes." And I said, that's brilliant because you adjusted your sphenoid bone again. Because if your sphenoid bone is not adjusted, you have a death wish. So but if you slap your face, sometimes it's good. If the sphenoid bone is adjusted, take a look what it is. It's Thank better you. to slap other people in the face. I get more pleasure in doing that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's better. <laughs> no, yeah. but... Uh, I want to tell if, for example, if you know, someone has a death wish, which is in our time can be usual, it can be adjust, it can supported by the adjustment of the sphenoid bone. Take a look in, uh, in this subject and uh, it's quite easy and uh, you can relax more, much more. Yeah, I suppose uh, what I want to say is it's uh that comes to mind it's very important what you tell yourself the story that you tell yourself because you can rewrite the story in your head and and what i mean by that is is even the words you use and how you and how you say things you can reframe that um and and and, and, I'm, and i'm thinking you know like before you go to bed you just repeat a few words um I was listening to uh, Joseph Murphy uh, and uh, 
can't remember the other guy, but it was saying things like just say health and success, health, success, health, success, just those words. Oh, well, he said wealth, success, but I changed it to health, success. And then I had health, wealth, and success. But, you know, and then I'm thinking of other things. My, my friend told me that years ago, um, I think it was, you know, Ireland was very impoverished and, you know, it's had the famine and all that. What people used to do is at night, they would practice putting a smile on their face as they went to sleep. Because when you feel good, you smile. And when you put a smile on your face, you feel good. It works the other way too. So it's another aspect of how we're connected. And so it's the story we tell ourselves, the words, and you become aware of certain thought patterns. Don't try to stop them. Just change the story in your head slightly and 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 be consistent. And things do change. Um, I'm not saying it's an easy path, but... Uh, this is the power that's in us. One way, an easy way of ex a simple way of saying it. Um, you know, so that's that's my two cents. Thanks. Um, I want to add something to Carl. Um, I made affirmation, and I write them down, and then. I repeat them 24 times and then I write down said 24 times at the, the, the time and then I sign it. So um, it's a try in order to, and the important thing is to write it daily, not only one time. Every time when you want, want to make affirmation per day, write it down the affirmation and then repeat it 21 times and then Sign it when you have repeated 21 times. This is more effective than, oh, yeah, I have to say something. Oh, yeah, I have to. I, oh, yeah, there was something. What was it? I just want to add, you, you need to believe it with all your heart and then trust that it'll happen in no matter what form. Right. It comes. The trust yeah. comes with the trust comes with the flow uh, with the flow of reading. When I when I read this the first time. I couldn't read it. I couldn't write it, and I couldn't read it. It's really funny. Yeah. Well, you know, there, 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 there's a, another thing is it's like when something is said out loud. Yeah. Because oh, I'm thinking when you write, it, it seems to emphasize it more than just sort of having it in your head. If you if of you course. say it out loud or write it and stuff like that, and and, and it makes me wonder, and the thought occurred to me is like, our hands and the ability to write, there's this connection that's been going on for generations. Uh, and so when you write, there's a connection with the wiring in the brain that we access. And so then I was quickly flashing to my head. I say, now some schools now are getting rid of handwriting. They're just teaching people how to do keyboards. How does that affect the mind? But uh, that might be for another podcast. <laughs> I agree, Carl. When I'm trying to write something that's that comes from my soul, from my spirit, from my heart, yeah. I have to write it. If I type it, it just doesn't happen. There's a disconnect. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. 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 And also, because when you're typing, 
the writing it's not just the writing but your hand movement so if you say it but the actual hand movement and physically seeing it and i know my productivity just from making lists and trying loads of things over the years the best thing that i do is each week i write down what i want to achieve for the week and then i break it down to the day and i get probably more done in a day than most people do in a week and it's i think the handwriting has a huge thing to it yeah interesting it's like the conductor yeah <laughs> the conductor of your life Ta-da. There you go. So for Valentine's Day, if we wanted to share from our heart, we should do a written message, right? To someone else or to ourselves, showing how we really feel and show some love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's why you get these Valentine cards. They're all handwritten. So what else? Anything more? I. It's just, yeah. Go ahead. I didn't. I didn't know who was talking. But anyway, it's just. I, I, I suppose we, I'll just finish it up, uh, Grace. Because one, I would like to thank all of you because I learn from you all the time. I thoroughly enjoy each one of you when we've got different guests on, and especially you, Grace, because both you, your sister, doing the graphics. I mean, you must have organized between eighty and ninety percent of the guests i know personally from having five podcasts the amount of work that takes and it is i send you so much love and thanks for all that you do with 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 this group yeah i agree 100 thank, <laughs> yeah, yeah. thank you grace absolutely absolutely yeah just huge gratitude thank you yeah and and equal gratitude to all of you because you know you you feed me you feed me with your energy so at least um we're not vampiring each other okay we're just really feeding each other in a good way in a beautiful way so thank you also yeah and to my sister and uh, to and then to our loved ones who are supporting us or friends especially if you know you're living with someone you have your friends calling you so we thank you as well so i really trust that this episode is worthwhile also for all our audience and followers okay and let's see let me let me just silence something okay um so so there's no <laughs> echo and then um and of course to let's see just just to all our guests by the way to to all our guests thank you thank you thank you i know they're busy and with all their love and compassion for what connected us together so they're here to support each and every one of us okay so um yeah um don't doubt that you cannot practice self-audience i know and everyone has is different but basically you can cut that and change our pattern and as just as a spiral it's all perceptions of and time is really the movement of um, consciousness so what happened yesterday don't get stuck with it what what you think might happen in the future don't get stuck with that and stay stay and working on that okay bye love you guys
hugs to everyone and to all of you, Roy, Carl, Hartmut, Jane, and to those, Steve, wherever you are, <laughs> Steve and John and all the rest who have joined us before. Take care.